let's see. Oh, yeah, here's the good part, Jack. Within 24 hours of the demise of one John C. Blaine, all rights to his eternal soul shall thereafter become the exclusive property of one Duncan Oliver Williams. In consideration thereof, Mr. Williams, hereafter referred to as buyer, agrees to deposit to the accounts of Mr. Blaine, hereafter referred to as seller, the sum of one million U.S. dollars immediately upon execution of this contract. Welcome to episode two of Dark Side Citizens. I was about to say Tales from the Dark Side, but that's the show. Um, I'm Sean M. Thompson. I'm Tiffany Morris. Yes, I don't remember if we did that for the first episode. So we are going to be covering... Episode 2 of Tales from the Dark Side, Season 1, which was called I'll Give You a Million, I believe, something like that. Let's see. Yep, it's called I'll Give You a Million, aired October 7th, 1984. Uh, it stars Keenan Wynn and George Petrie, and it was directed by John Harrison, who actually went on to do the Tales from the Dark Side movie, a couple episodes of Tales from the Crypt. And, indeed, went on to do uh, the Creepshow remake they started in 2019, which is sort of ironic, considering uh, Tales from the Dark Side was originally supposed to be a Creepshow show. Yeah, there's just a lot of determination to kind of keep this going, so that's great. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I think we can both agree this is a much better episode than uh, The New Man. Yeah, I, we were just talking before the show that this definitely should have been the first episode. It really fucking should have. I mean, I don't know, there was even, like, a tie-in with, like... The only thing I can think of is maybe since the pilot was uh, a crotchety old uh, miserly man, maybe they didn't want to have the first episode be another crotchety old miserly man. Yeah, even with that kind of like distance between, I was like, oh, it's yet another story. And like, I get it's the 80s, but we're really dealing with some old timey capitalists again. Woo. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a fairly standard uh, horror anthology uh, thing, though. You get that a lot. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like the episode. It was, uh, it's basically, yeah, two old rich guys who are mean and like to make money. And one of them, I mean, they're really bad. Like, they like laugh about, like, we've had people murdered. Ha ha ha. But yeah, they're, they're not nice. And, uh, one of them, what the fuck was his name in the episode? Uh, I guess. I don't remember either. <laughs> it was a good episode, but the characters are kind of forgettable. Yeah, I mean, the devil was cool. Bradley Fisher played the devil. Very uh, twinkish devil. Yeah, very, like, 20s silent film star devil. I was like, I'm into it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry, I'm having trouble because I'm looking at the fucking IMDb and I keep... New IMDb sucks. Like, the, the character names, they have a full first and last name, and I don't know these actors well enough to know what their actual names were, so... I keep wanting to say the character name, and I don't know which one it is. Oh, okay. So Duncan and Jack, yes. Yeah, Duncan offers Jack a million dollars for a soul, basically. Yeah, this was something I wanted to ask you about, because I was like, this was kind of a trend in the 90s. I don't know if it was where you lived, but like in rural Canada in the 90s, kids were definitely going around being like, ah, sell me your soul. No, that's not something that happened in the 90s, or at least where <laughs> I was from, no. I can't remember if I sold anyone my soul or if I was supposed to take ownership of someone's soul. Like, I just remember that we did that. 
<laughs> no, I never had it happen, thankfully. I probably would have turned it down. I'm superstitious, despite the fact I don't really believe in any of it. Yeah, well, I'm superstitious too, but I have a memory of some sort of transaction happening. So maybe this is a prompt for a story down the road. I don't know. But like, I think it was influenced by the Simpsons episode. That oh, probably. Yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff yeah. was influenced by the Simpsons. Yeah. And I was like, that's a great idea. But it was just pieces of paper that said, you know, so-and-so's soul. So it wasn't anything as cool as the mechanics of this episode. No, I mean, it's a fairly standard. I was pleased there was makeup involved. Mm -hmm. uh, because basically... You know, spoiler alert, like, the transaction goes through, um, Jack dies before, because it, it turns out that Duncan, this whole thing was just a ploy to get, like, a million dollars, because he, he obviously doesn't believe in a soul, and he knew that this guy, if he was close to death, would, like, get superstitious about it and be like, I will give you a million to get my soul back. And indeed, that's what's going to be happening, but before, um, Duncan can, like past the papers basically jack dies yeah and i loved the whole kind of lead up to that because in the beginning they're just like i don't believe in the soul i haven't even thought of the soul since i was a child and blah blah like capitalism is our religion we get it and um and then he finds out he's got kidney failure i think it was liver failure liver failure yeah because he was immediately like oh how about a drink yeah that was pretty mean <laughs> it's like fuck and uh but the way he delivered it was great because he's just like, I talked to the doctor and he says I don't have much time. It's liver cancer or whatever, liver failure. And it totally reminded me of that scene in the room when uh, Lisa's mother is just like, I got the results back. It's definitely breast cancer. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A fairly that's... casual kind of just like, oh, by the way. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they're older gentlemen, so I'm sure that's not... Something they don't think about. But yeah, the delivery is very like, I guess I'm going to die in two months. <laughs> Reminds me of I was listening to, or maybe I was reading about Lemmy from Motorhead. Um, mm. And they gave him his diagnosis where he basically had prostate cancer. And like, apparently he was the person that took it the best in the room out of everyone. He's just like, oh, two months or six months. Okay. Damn. That doesn't surprise me though. I mean, Levy lived a lot of life in his years. <laughs> I think he was just shocked he lived that long, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I've read his memoir and he did so many fucking drugs and he was on yeah. speed like constantly. Yeah. So I think he was probably just like, I can't believe my heart hasn't exploded yet. I'm fucking 70. <laughs> Was he 70 when he died? Holy yeah, shit. he made it to his 70s, dude. And, like, I'm pretty sure, like, they had a thing I saw before at his house or his apartment or whatever. And it's, like, he's got, like, full sugar Coke. And he's, like, I like to do Jack and Coke still. And it's, like, you are 70, good sir. <laughs> and that's yeah, probably, not? like, not even the worst thing he's putting in his body, too. I'm just reading his Wikipedia page now. I'm like, I didn't know that he played with the Damned for a while. That's cool. I still love the Damned. Yeah, he has a great story. I mean, this is now turned into the Lemmy cast. Um, <laughs> Lemmy cast. Which would be a much better show. Um, <laughs> no, he has a great thing in his memoir about, like, oh, my God. I can't even remember the list of drugs because it's insane. But when he was in Hawkwind, I think that's the first band he was in. It was like he took uppers, downers, more uppers, more downers, hallucinogens. Like, like it sounded like a parody, like the amount right. of drugs he had in his body at this one show. And then he was like, and then I hopped out on stage and played like the best show I've ever done. Oh my God. <laughs> Which is just like insane. Cause like even, even a third of the drugs he listed, if a normal human was on those, like 
they would not be able to like like talk or move or do anything. Yeah, that's I don't know. That's something that really surprises me, I guess, continuously about professional musicians, you know, it's just like the states of being they can be in and still perform and perform marvelously. It's like yeah, it's kind of remarkable. At that point, I have to assume it's kind of muscle memory. It's got to be a muscle memory thing, yeah, because I think, yeah, that has to be it. But anyway, yeah, back to this episode. I mean, it was okay. Lemmy's not in this episode. There, Lemmy is not in this episode, sadly. <laughs> that would have made the episode much better if he crashed through uh, the wall on a motorcycle. Yep. <laughs> um, and then started Eat the Rich. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know... I don't know really what to like. I okay, going back to I guess to the practical effects. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, how many fucking cars are gonna go by? I liked that they had the sort of like classic old school zombie makeup on um, Jack because you know basically what happens is Duncan gets a call from Jack's maid to say like, "Oh, Jack died." Then Jack shows up at his house because they haven't uh, passed papers again, so Duncan owns the rights to his soul. Which is this little, like, it's in this glass jar and it's got this sort of green neon glow to it and this little wispy smoke inside. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it was like classic ooze color. Yeah, yeah. And very... I love a good use of that color. Yeah, like very, like, campfire tale, old school kind of, like, you said, you could have my soul, here's my soul. (laughs) Yeah, and he looked gross. Like, that was really good practical effects makeup. Like, it was... Yeah, he had, like, stuff coming off of his face. and Yeah, he was very clearly, like, rotting. And I'm like, he hasn't even been dead that long. <laughs> like, no, the funny thing rotting. is, I think he had been dead maybe a day. Yeah. I mean, the logic is also, like, they the maid said he was cremated, so how does that work? But Oh, shit, that's right, yeah. But I guess that's, in, that's like, the soul, you know, that's, like, the, I guess, the corporeal component that would be going to hell in this case. I guess, yeah, he's just, like, rotting his way to hell. And, you know, I was... Was like sure for half a second when he goes up and uh duncan ends up having a heart attack it's been said earlier he has a bad he's been told he has a bad heart but he's like and i'm still alive but obviously seeing your dead friend all rotted and shit trying to give you his green neon soul is enough to blow up his heart doesn't take it well gotta say no he doesn't <laughs> Um, and then the foppish devil shows up. And he's great. He just does a lot of staring also, just like telekinesis. Yeah, he's he's funny. He uses business terms. He's like, right. I had to lean on this. And, you know, you should have known yeah, this was, was happening. Possession right, is yeah. nine-tenths of the law. <laughs> Which is not something I ever truly understood that phrase. And I meant to look it up before this episode and didn't. What does it mean? I've always just assumed it meant like... If you own something, no matter the moral implications, like legally, right. okay. then you own it. Yeah, that's pretty weighty. But I don't understand the nine-tenths part, because that means there's still, what, a tenth out there that means it's not part yeah. of the law. I, I don't like it. It still seems very abstract for me. I guess it's yeah, good I never I tried know. to go to law school after all. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it just means something to the effect yeah. of, like, shit happens. But yeah, Fop Devil... Uh, Ends up taking Duncan's soul. There's a great uh, visual gag at the end where his chest catches on mm-hmm. fire, and the very one of the very last shots is it just says on his chest, "Paid in full." Yep, <laughs> it's quite a visceral cap to the episode. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I just I couldn't help but be like, "Why was this mm-hmm. not episode one?" I mean, uh, yeah, again, I guess because of what actually ended up being episode one. If it was between that and the pilot, which would you have put first? Um, yeah. What do you mean? If I could choose between between the pilot's episode one or this? Yeah. Honestly, I'd probably have done this. Because I feel like the 
the pilot was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, totally the pilot's a little different, which I get, I mean, that's why it's the pilot. But I think it was, I mean, I, I don't know, I, I feel like the pilot was maybe a little too ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like it might have worked as like episode five, like to ease people into it. But like it was very, you know, like a lot of these have that sort of through line of like there's dialogue and there's a, the stakes and you know here's the here's the turn that sort of stuff i felt like the pilot was very much like we've got five minutes of dialogue in the beginning and then it's going to be like 15 minutes of just like a halloween store yeah i think it would have made a really good halloween episode well it did air on halloween and then a year later (laughs) Um, so it'll be interesting and then yeah they wait yeah that's the i mean stuff is so different now like i don't know they must still have pilots, but, like, I don't know, man. I feel like nowadays it's probably just, like, they just agree to it or not, and then they get, like, a few episodes, and then they probably agree to it that way. Yeah, because everything... Rather than just having, <clears throat> excuse me, a pilot first. Yeah, because everything's meant to be binge-watched anyway, so it's probably just, like, here's the treatment, here's some who we've got on board for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. But I, I like this one. This is probably... It's probably my favorite one we've watched out of the first three. Or it's confusing, but I'll just say the pilot in the first two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's tied with the pilot for me. Again, there's some similarity between them. I thought it was interesting that, like, this was probably the last kind of gasp for those kinds of capitalists. Like in the 90s, you get all the rich tech guys being cool, cool millionaires and billionaires, and they're not like, suit and tie vests and pocket watch kind of deal i mean i think that's a wrong assumption because i know those old fucks are still out there they're in the senate <laughs> yeah like, that's just that's the senate true. now i guess yeah. but it does seem like you know um that might have seemed aspirational at one point kind of like mr peanut monopoly guy capitalist image yeah yeah no that used to be i guess that would be old money mm-hmm. yeah so maybe the last uh gasp of like old yeah. money before the tech bubble and the dot com millionaires and then the app millionaires and the I don't know fucking I don't know what we're in right now the fucking YouTube celebrities who are also MMA fighters oh right yeah and like everything kind of has that you know Apple Store aesthetic just like very clean and bare and I mean it's not necessarily that I prefer the old money aesthetic but it did have more tangibility to it and it's interesting that this episode kind of deals in tangibilities yeah yeah i mean it's also just like i don't even know obviously they were around the 80s but i think it's more just like it's an easier sell to be like the old rich man (laughs) than like some guy in his 30s yeah that's true and i mean they had to because the guy in the 30s like no matter what he seems vaguely aspirational because you're like young and hip and with money whereas with the old people it's like oh well at least they're old a whole lifetime of evil behind me blah yeah i mean i do love when they're in the car and he's like just kind of a provost of nothing so what is it this time like (laughs) sex bribery or murder and i was like what what'll it be this time bribery sex or a little homicide (laughs) who talks to their friends this way (laughs) this is how y'all talk yeah it's like they make a big it, it felt like the murder's that the devil brings up at the end was supposed to be shocking, but it's like, yeah, I remember the opening scene. Yeah. Like, I know this guy's a murderer and also he's a capitalist. He's got blood in his hands anyway, but like, yeah, he does. The bribery is like not even shocking. Yeah. And like at the end, the devil's also like, he has the murderers and you have the debts. I think he said, 
It's just like... I don't... Yeah, I didn't even know what that... I mean, the sex part confused me on that line, because I'm like, what do you mean, like... <laughs> doesn't that count as... I guess that would be blackmail. Yeah, I guess so. I assumed they meant blackmail, but I'm like, what is... Does that mean y'all having sex? I don't... Oh, maybe. I didn't really... It was a very sexless episode, other than the devil. Right. I assumed it meant, like, private or uh, blackmailing people with, like, here's pictures of you with a hooker. Right, yeah. Give us the monies. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. So far into Tales from the Dark Side, I do have to mention I did accidentally watch uh, Painkiller, thinking it was episode two, um, and made you very confused because I kept making jokes about, ow, oh, my back, and you were like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> it's like polite chuckle i don't know what's going on <laughs> i kept making jokes about like time to make the donuts but even that one is like it's up for debate if anybody in our age group would know that that isn't from new england or even if they would from new england yeah i'm like because there's a series of ads in the 80s i don't think we have dunkin donuts in canada we certainly don't in atlantic canada okay so i mean that's <laughs> it's really beyond probably me. <laughs> wouldn't have, yeah it was but yeah i mean i don't know when I get to this point where I'm trying to, like, come up with crap to say about the episode, usually means we're winding down. Yeah. Um, I guess, final thoughts. Uh, I liked it. You know, like, classic kind of old school uh, horror comic, like, horror anthology show vibes. It's definitely got the 80s thing going with the, like, old rich dudes that are mean. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, it didn't... It, it was a easily kind of digestible story with some really interesting effects which i always appreciate and you know like fairly simple morality it kind of has uh, a bit of a twilight zone feel to it which i also appreciate yeah i mean i don't know i just keep as much as i <clears throat> excuse me disliked it i keep coming back to the new man because i'm like what was that like <laughs> yeah. someone was like this is great and i just don't understand like I just don't get it. Like, I talked to an older person who was like, oh, yeah, it's like a chaos demon or whatever. And I'm like, right, but it doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't really make that explicit enough. No. Well, but that's like, that's us as writers, like, inferring. It's like what we actually get in the episode is like, I'm a little boy. And yeah. the dad being like, you're not my son. And <laughs> I'm already like, that's annoying. And I'm then the boss guy. being like, yeah, I'm in on this. But it's like, again, to what fucking end? Like... Because bosses and children ruin your life. Because ostensibly he runs a real business. The thing is, it's not a fake business, I don't think. What, what did they do? Like, they have clients. <laughs> that also wasn't entirely clear. It's like, oh, the Johnson account. You made the sale. I'd love to I'd love to picture the other side of it where it's just the clients being like, what is wrong with this <laughs> fucking firm? Like, they keep, like, turning <laughs> yeah. over people weekly. And they keep only hiring alcoholics. Then you think maybe it's, like, an outreach program. It's just like, you know, maybe... If they have such high turnover, you don't want to bank there or do whatever it is that they do. I don't know, man. But also <laughs> just so inexplicable that somebody was like, this, this is what represents our horror anthology show. Yeah, because it was kind of like, it okay, wasn't yeah, that horrific. Like, it was just like no. confusing, sort of vaguely speculative fiction, like sci-fi almost. Mm -hmm. So the next one, since you've seen it and I haven't, let's give a little hint what's that like is it more horror oriented or? i would say more horror but it's pretty funny because for most of the runtime it's just a man with a bad back and his nagging wife <laughs> ah 
wives, am I right? I know, that's, I mean, strap in, because this is the <laughs> 80s, so it's still... Right. I mean, we, we, I think, are still in the nagging wife phase. I don't think it ever goes away, it's just like... I hope millennials kill it. I just I hope fucking we kill watch that and go, okay, boomer. Yeah, right? It's like, take my wife, please, and I'm like... I'm just sitting here like, if you fucking hate your wives so much, just leave them. What the fuck? That's how I felt watching Revolutionary Road. This is digressive. But like, for real, just be nice to your spouse. And if you can't be nice to your spouse, don't be with them. What the hell? Like, There's so many of those style of stories. Like, I can't leave my wife. And it's like, well, why not, though? Why not? (laughs) Yeah, just do it. (laughs) I I get the like financial thing. Like, it will ruin me financially. But I'm like, will it, though? Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, yes, the, I mean, I facetiously think of things of this nature as the my bitch wife story, <laughs> right? Uh, where it's very much just like, God, my wife is such a bitch. I wish she would die. And it's like, that's the story. <laughs> I mean, that's Fargo, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I will say uh, Painkiller is very much, it's very much in the vein of the new man where there's a little bit of like... So we're 15 minutes in. When does the horror part start? Oh, yeah. That's always fun. It's worse with movies because that's when I'm dipping out. Because it's just like this dude with a bad <laughs> back on the floor and then they're talking about his unemployment and then he's going to the doctor and you're like, is this the whole fucking episode? <laughs> well, not, I mean, spoiler alert for the next one, but no, because the whole premise is your wife is the reason your back is bad. What? So let's murder her. Yeah. You're going to have to tune in next episode, uh, people, to hear our thoughts on this ridiculous uh, episode three. Ah, how about that? Which will be our episode three. Yeah, but anyway, uh, (laughs) I think I'm done with this fucking episode. Uh, You will note I didn't have as much anger directed towards this episode, or in this episode as well. Um, Yeah, I have less wrong with this. Perfectly serviceable horror. Okay, yeah, this makes sense. (laughs) <laughs> indeed uh tiffany is there anything you want to plug uh, while no that's fine yeah. what i have a story in uh the let the weirdness in anthology which is a tribute to kate bush and it just came out so you can find that where you buy books online i think amazon and other places nice um i mean i don't really have anything i got my new novel goddamn zombie chainsaw murderer probably out in june but this will be out in early may so i'll obviously have like a better announcement when it's actually done and out yeah you can start getting excited though because it's a good book yeah if you like tales from the dark side well that might not hold up actually because like (laughs) god zombie it does have a zombie but like i feel like mine's maybe a little more cerebral more cerebral than that (laughs) but okay fine fuck it if you like tales from the dark side you'll love goddamn zombie chainsaw murderer you might not but anyway um (laughs) I'm Sean M. Thompson. I'm Tiffany Morris. And until next time, don't sell your soul for a million dollars. Actually, I don't know. It depends where you're at. Yeah. I probably would. Yeah, I might.